Hello and welcome to the Linux Gaming News Punch episode 4, your weekly bite-sized look at some recent Linux gaming news. First up we have Dwarf Fortress, the absolute classic because it's been announced that it's officially coming to Steam and itch.io. Along with that release, they're bringing in some new graphical tiles so it's going to look completely different. There will be audio improvements and for those buying it on Steam it will have workshop support for mods as well. Sadly, it's not going to see a day one release for Linux for this new version as the developer said that the Linux release is on the table but they need to sort out their testing of it as they're currently using a virtual machine which they say is a bit slapdash. They also said they are confident they can figure something out so hopefully we will have more on that to share in the next couple months. Moving on we have two bits of Valve news in relation to Steam this week because Valve are now finally making some steps towards addressing what they call off-topic review bombs on Steam. This is basically where a large group of people go to a Steam store page for a particular game and they make loads of negative reviews but it might not be anything to do with the game. It might be something out absolutely ridiculous that the publisher has done elsewhere. Obviously that's not what a game review system is actually for, but a lot of people have started to use this as a tool. It's something that's become increasingly common, like what happened with the Metro games when it was announced that Metro Exodus was going to be a time-limited exclusive deal with the Epic Game Store. A lot of people went to the Metro Last Light and Metro 2033 store pages to express their anger about it. So now Valve will remove these off-topic review bombs from the overall review score. However, users can actually turn this off, so it feels a bit like a band-aid. We'll have to see how they evolve this system over time as a lot of developers have expressed their anger themselves about the system and how Valve have just let it continue on. I mean even with this system now where Valve will remove it from the overall score users will still see the actual reviews they won't be removed. The next bit of Valve news starts with Steam Link Anywhere and it does sound extremely interesting. Valve are moving further towards a sort of personal cloud gaming service here. It's officially in beta and it allows you to connect your computer and play games from anywhere. So you're no longer tied to just your home networks. You can leave your PC on, travel across the world, link up with it across your mobile and play your games. And I imagine they're going to keep on evolving this as I wrote an article a little while ago saying that Steam would eventually have its own game streaming service and I do think this is yet more steps towards that. Valve also announced the Steam Networking Sockets APIs available to basically all Steam approved developers. This is the technology and infrastructure they built over time to support Counter-Strike Global Offensive and Dota 2. And it's not really a surprise that they've done this because with more stores like Epic, Discord and so on coming out they're all providing their own software development kits to integrate lots of networking. So Valve's hand here was kind of forced to give developers more tools to actually stick with Steam and a bunch of this is actually open source on GitHub too which is pretty awesome. Speaking about open source, Feral Interactive are continuing to push out updates to their game mode performance optimizing tool. Game mode was pretty limited at the initial release but they've continued pushing forwards and they've added some pretty useful features this time like disabling the screensaver. For those with NVIDIA 
Nvidia or AMD GPUs, it has overclocking and performance level configuration. One of the contributors actually said they have more cool things to come now that some foundations have been laid, which actually sounds pretty exciting. Now, performance enhancing tools on Windows are a dime a dozen, but we haven't really seen them on Linux, so it's actually great that this exists because given enough time, this could be something truly awesome to help push Linux gaming performance just that little bit further. While a lot of it you'll be able to do yourself, that's not the point. It's the convenience and the fact that a lot of it will be automatic. So I think it's really good. Back onto some actual gaming news. The incredible OpenRA game engine for playing classic Command and Conquer titles, including Tiberian Dawn, Red Alert, and Dune 2000, has a brand new release available. While it's not a major release, it does include some gameplay adjustments. It's little helper things like turrets automatically rotating when units are moving, while also taking Fog of War into account. Some of the games now support even more missions for the single player campaigns. The AI has the ability to rebuild lost harvesters. There's multiple improvements to the map editor and so on. It's basically a big quality of life release while work continues behind the scenes on supporting Red Alert 2. Honestly, this is one of my favorite open source game engines because I spent so much time playing Red Alert. But obviously time moves on, mechanics change, things get a lot easier and so OpenRA does feel a bit more like a modern real-time strategy game engine. For those who like your first-person shooters, the rather unique Shotgun Farmers has recently left early access with a pretty nice update. It's got a brand new map, a brand new weapon, and honestly the game is incredibly surprising. While a lot of it is still quite simple, it does have a very unique mechanic. Since it's based around farming, you will need to actually cut down very various crops to get your ammo. But the interesting thing here is that when you shoot, your bullets, if they miss and hit the ground, they will grow entirely new weapons. Frankly, I think it's brilliant and it's really good fun as well. For those who like your action platformers like Broforce, there's a new one in town called Gunslug's Rogue Tactics from Orange Pixel. What I like about this one is that it is more tactical than your average platform shooter. It has some stealth mechanics as well, so you will need to avoid security cameras, hide from enemies and distract them. And there's a bit in the recent gameplay preview they put out that I really loved, where the character basically jumps down from one platform, pushes an exploding barrel up to the enemies, dives up for cover, and then shoots over the platform to explode it, and it just looked really cool. So Gunslug's Rogue Tactics is definitely going to be one to watch, I think, and is due out later this year. This week, we're going to end it with another bit of open source news, as Godot Engine has a massive release available. Godot 3.1 is now officially out. This is the first major release for the open source game engine in over a year, and it brings with it so many improvements is ridiculous. It's got an improved 3D editor, a revamped animation tree, a visual shader editor, a revamped 2D editor, and so on. You get the idea. It's absolutely massive. They've already got plenty of plans for the next few versions as well. I'm especially excited by Godot 4.0, which they're going to release around a year from now, because that is going to bring in what they say is a top-notch modern renderer capable of everything the big engines do, because this will be using Vulkan. And that's all we got time for this week. As always, if you want the most up-to-date Linux gaming news, hop on over to GamingOnLinux.com and we will be here again next week.